is Jackie K, and welcome for another editorial here on the Pokemon Go Fireside Chat. It's been over four months since the release of Mega Evolutions in Pokemon Go. The feature has been teased, released, given critical feedback, and has had that feedback applied accordingly in this time frame. Mega Evolutions in Pokemon Go were a pretty controversial topic when the feature was first released, and the criticism of it all wasn't all misguided. Back when the feature first came out, the Mega Raids were the only way to get the resource needed to Mega Evolve. The amount of raids you had to do to complete a Mega Evolution, and in addition to future Mega Evolutions, didn't seem fair in the eyes of the player. And Mega Evolutions themselves didn't feel too rewarding to the player. You'd basically be doing Mega Raids to earn energy for a Mega Evolution, to go back to another Mega Raid to do it faster, negating any purpose to the Mega Raids in the process. Taking the criticism they receive and working it into the mechanics of this Mega Raid system they have set up, they've made improvements to the systems in ways varying from more accessibility to the resource of Mega Energy, making it cheaper to Mega Evolve, as well as adding some additional bonuses beyond just making your Pokemon more powerful than Mega Evolution could provide to the trainer. Methods that go beyond just battling and appeal to a wider range of players and more so making it not feel like you have to do a bunch of raids in order to make the most out of the Mega Evolution. But do all these adjustments in of themselves justify the feature? Or are there concepts of the Mega Evolution raids and the Mega Evolution form that still need to be made before the feature feels fair to player and developer. That is what I wish to spend some time talking about today. Before diving right into the good, the bad, and the ugly of Mega Evolution, I'd like to spend a little more time giving some background on Mega Evolution, both before and after it was implemented into Pokemon Go, and the general gist that I got from why the feature was so controversial upon its first release. To start from the very beginning, Mega Evolution is a concept first originated from the Nintendo 3DS games, Pokemon X and Y. In it, once the trainer has a particular item and gets their own Pokemon, a complementary item, the pair uses the bond between trainer and Pokemon to achieve a form beyond its normal capacity. A fully evolved Pokemon would be able to achieve a form at least for the duration of the battle, that would normally not be able to achieve on its own. This form not only gives it an increase in power, whether it be in literal offense, or making it more bulky in defensive stats, but this form will also often change its ability, a concept more familiar with players of the main series games, and occasionally even its type entirely. For more detail on Mega Evolution itself and how it affects certain Pokemon in the main series games, I highly encourage you to check out my backlog of podcasts. Unfortunately, I don't have it up on an audio server at the moment, but I do have all my podcasts backlogged on my YouTube channel on a specific playlist that you'll be able to see in the show notes. Now, there's two things regarding this explanation that I want you to retain for later on. First one being the Lord focused around Mega Evolution being achievable through the power of Trainer and Pokemon working together. And the second is that Mega Evolution retains itself throughout a battle. 
It is a temporary yet limitless form. Temporary in the fact that it only lasts for the duration of one battle and can only be achieved once per battle, but permanent and limitless in the sense that once you get the Mega Stone, you can do this Mega Evolution in any battle that you wish. The item isn't consumable, it never goes away, and you never need more than one. These are all important points to keep in mind as we begin to talk about transitioning this feature into Pokemon Go and the community reaction. Cutting to the chase, there is definitely a vocal part of the community that expressed their displeasure with the initial release of Mega Evolution. Tying the feature to raids contradicts the two points I just brought up that many core players of Pokemon in general take away from Mega Evolution. First and foremost, tying the feature to raids and taking a feature that was initially tied to a non-consumable item and turning it into a consumable resource that you need to farm did not sit well. Players had an expectation and whenever expectations aren't met, it inevitably leads to disappointment. In relation to expectations, many trainers were speculating that Mega Evolution would be tied to the buddy system since the lore of the main series game often depicts Mega Evolution as a form only achieved between a strong bond of trainer and Pokemon. Mind you, this is only in lore and in concept. Mechanically, it doesn't matter if you just caught a Pokemon out from the wild or you spent years of your life with it, bonding with it. Mega Evolution can be achieved by any Pokemon if the proper items are held by trainer and Pokemon. Would it have been cool if it was tied to the buddy system? Of course. But I only bring up the fact that it's mechanically not a thing and only a thing in lore just to better explain why my expectations weren't too high on it. Along with some other things I'll get into a bit later. Before that though, there is a reason beyond just disappointment that trainers were not happy with the Mega Evolution system that I'd like to go over. The other issue with tying it to raids. By tying the resource Mega Energy to only being obtained after defeating a Mega Evolution Pokemon in a raid boss, you've tied the system of raid passes, which is tied to in-game currency, which is indirectly tied to real-world money. Which in of itself isn't a bad thing, since we've had things like Legendary Pokemon tied to raids since the beginning of this game. However, Legendary Pokemon play out differently than Mega Evolutions, which resulted in its own set of pros and cons that ultimately affected the general opinion the public had towards the Mega Evolution feature. Raiding is an important feature to Niantic, not just from a financial standpoint, while that is definitely true, but also because it ties into the company's core values. It's this game's main way, especially during these more trying times, of bringing people together. Raids popping up at gyms, spawned from various landmarks that are culturally significant, tie into the core value of Niantic regarding exploration. The more powerful raid bosses requiring a group feeds into Niantic's core value of community building and bringing strangers together. At least in the before times. You could still argue that still does the case today, but uh, that's beyond the point of this particular editorial. I bring all this up in order for us to try to better understand Nag's point of view. They have a powerful Pokemon that they can't just put like 20 million in the wild for people to catch at random. That would break the game, so they tie it behind the raid feature. It limits the Pokemon, 
and through the mechanics of a raid, it allows them to take it away and bring it back as needed to keep community interest of the Pokemon up. Whether it be re-releasing them for a special event, to introduce a shiny form, or even to add a secondary move. Tying powerful Pokemon behind raids allows Niantic to keep a limitation on them and allow them to keep pushing features tied behind their core value. When you break it down from a statistical standpoint, a Mega Evolved Pokemon is not too much different from a Legendary. They are just as powerful, some of them even more powerful, than the Legendary Pokemon already tied behind a Tier 5 raid. So if they're willing to keep Legendary Pokemon tied behind such a limiting factor, it's not that hard to imagine that they would want to do the same thing for a feature that's just as powerful, if not more so. However, there was one expectation that the community had for Mega Evolutions that Niagara did want to keep to, and that's the concept that it's your Pokemon that's Mega Evolving, and it's not just another form you catch in the wild. If they really wanted, they could have just done Mega Evolutions the same way that Dynamax Pokemon are done in the main series games, where you can't Mega Evolve your Pokemon, you have to catch a Mega Evolve Pokemon from the raid, and only that can Mega Evolve. This was a very realistic possibility to me that they could have handled Mega Evolution. And I'm forever grateful that they at least decided to implement it in a way that the Pokemon that we've had, the ones that we've grown with and made attachments with, can be applied to this feature and not just some random Pokemon that we catch from a raid boss. But because of Niantic's attempt to try to find a bridge between keeping powerful Pokemon tied behind the system that they have to better reflect their core values and the respect for keeping Mega Evolutions related to the Pokemon that we already own, that was how Mega Evolution Energy was formed, along with the controversy that came along with it. Final points to cover on the podcast, talk about the controversy of Mega Energy, talk about the improvements that they made at Mega Energy, talk about if it's still as big of a deal as it was before, and if so, what we can do to improve it. A little more time away from things than I was expecting, but no reason not to jump right into things. As I said before, some people just won't be content as long as Mega Evolution is tied to a consumable resource that has ties to the raid system. Eh, but to be fair, that's okay. I may disagree since the updates have been made, but I can understand that perspective. The perspective of people used to being tied to a limitless source from the main series game. But I think if we take a moment to put this aside and look at it as a mechanic specifically towards Pokemon Go, it'd be a lot easier to digest. I think first and foremost, it's worth knowing how Niantic actually responded directly to community feedback and made adjustments accordingly. Maybe not do a complete 180 on the Mega Race system, but I feel the adjustments that they have made were pretty significant for how quickly they were implemented. Two points that I'd like to mention first include Mega Energy required to complete a Mega Evolution once you've done the first Mega Evolution to unlock the ability to do future ones at the very least. 
that has decreased. It wasn't a significant decrease, but it was enough to make it more manageable. For example, a Pokemon like Mega Charizard still required 200 energy to unlock the Mega and get your first Mega Evolution, but instead of requiring 50 energy for every additional Mega Evolve afterwards, it only requires 40 per Mega Evolve. And I'll be honest, I don't remember how much Mega B Drill used to be, but it's down to 20. Something tells me it was probably something like 45, maybe just 40. But it was cheaper than the starters, so odds are when they introduce Mega Evolutions of Legendary Pokemon, odds are that's going to be more expensive. How much? I don't think we'll know for sure until it's released. Maybe once we get more rare Pokemon that aren't quite legendaries like Triantar and see if that costs more than the current most expensive Pokemon to Mega Evolve, we'll have a better gauge. Especially when complemented with the second point, where they increase the amount of Mega Energy you receive from completing a Mega Raid. Plus this update plays into the second update, of where Mega Energy is much more prominent from a Mega Raid. You earn more by default from doing the Mega Evolutionary Raid. I can't even remember if I mentioned this when I was talking about Mega Evolutions earlier, but the amount of energy you got from a Mega Raid is actually fluctuates a little bit depending on how quickly you and the party can take down the Mega Evolution Pokemon. How about I just quickly run through the old and new amounts just to give you a general idea of how long it would typically take. So if you take anywhere from 5 to 3 minutes and 46 seconds, you used to only earn 35. This is the bare minimum. You just had to barely be able to defeat the raid boss in order to get this amount. And now, even if you do the worst you possibly can while still beating it, you still get 50 Mega Energy, which is huge when you consider, jumping a little bit ahead, in the old days, even if you beat the Mega Evolution boss, in 30 seconds, something that I don't think you'd really be able to do unless you had like a full team of 20 or super optimized Pokemon, you would only get 55. So again, the lowest used to be 35, and now the lowest is 50. If you beat it within a time frame of 345 to 231, you used to only get 40 energy, but now you get 60. A time frame between 230 and 116 used to gain you 45, but now gains 70 for you. A time frame of 1 minute and 15 seconds to 31 seconds used to gain only 50, but now it gives you 80. And again, if you somehow managed to defeat a mega evolution raid boss in less than 30 seconds you used to only get 55 now you get 90 so with a mega evolution like charizard say you have a squad back we're back in the old days where people used to raid in larger numbers and you just did two mega evolutionary raids that would get you 180 just from two raids and while well, you probably still have to do a third one to unlock the ability other alternatives for actually getting Mega Energy are now possible in the game, so like, if you happen to just stumble upon a field research that game gives you a tiny bit of Charizard Mega Energy, you can get it in two raids with a super optimized team. It's not perfect, but it's vastly more improved than how the system used to be, especially considering that you used to have to do four separate Mega Evolution raids in order to get the ability to unlock a Mega Evolution for that Pokemon. 
compared to now that if you're dealing super well and have a big grade group, you can get it in SVOS 2. That's half the amount of rating that you used to have to do. And with these two updates, once you make it evolve for the first time, you're actually getting enough energy from a single raid to make it evolve your Pokemon additional times. Even if you do the worst possible. If you do super well, you could get possibly two Mega Evolutions from a single raid, and possibly even more. So that second part is real good and unappreciated. And that first part has been vastly improved. I can still see some room for counter-argument, considering one Mega Evolution raid does not equal the ability to unlock a Mega Evolution, which has a little bit of disconsolation with the legendary system that, ar that I argue that... Mega Rays are being compared to. There is still a bit of disconnection because with a legendary Pokemon, you do one raid, you catch one Pokemon. With a Mega Evolution, you still have to do at least two raids. Most likely at least three, considering like even two raids leave you in the most optimal way possible, still leave you just a tiny bit of energy short. So point being the it's not a perfect correlation between I do the raid, I get the Pokemon. You have to do a little bit of extra work, which I kind of warmed up to. You can kind of, you can even make a counter argument to the counter argument that'd be the equivalent of like doing a raid to get the legendary Pokemon, but not being able to catch it and it runs off. The most major difference is that with a legendary Pokemon, it's possible to get it on the first one. With Mega Evolution, you have to do multiples in order to unlock the ability. But meanwhile, with Mega Evolution, once you get the energy, you're guaranteed to be able to do the Mega Evolution. Meanwhile, if you get super unlucky with Legendary Pokemon, it could run from you more times. Like, if you're incredibly unlucky, there is a situation where it takes you more attempts to get your first Legendary Pokemon than it does to get your first Mega Evolve. Granted, with all the updates like extra bonus balls for friendship boost, time, and all that. The odds of actually having a legendary Pokemon run away on you get smaller and smaller, but it's, I'm kind of stretching a little bit to make a proper counter-argument. I wouldn't mind if, like, the starters had even, like, a slightly reduced cost to unlock the Mega Evolution, but other systems they've added to the game, alternatives to getting Mega Energy beyond doing raids, kind of put me at a point where I don't really mind the fact that it takes so many raids to unlock the ability to do your first Mega Evolution. Other additions to the system Nayank has added that I feel negate a lot of the criticism of Mega Evolution, at least from an objective standpoint and not as much as the sentimental standpoint, include the fact that once you unlock the Mega Evolution and it shows up in your Mega Evolution Pokedex, you can walk whatever buddy is related to that family. Like, if you want to walk a Bulbasaur, an Ivysaur, or a Venusaur, no matter which one of them you walk, even if it's not the one that you have, you'll earn Mega Energy as you earn Buddy Candy. In addition, they also given us specific events to help us earn Mega Energy outside of raiding. For example, when they took away Mega Venusaur from raids, they gave us a special time research that pretty much gave us enough Mega Energy to Mega Evolve a Venusaur, so even if you missed out on getting the energy to do the Mega Evolution from the raids, you still would be able to Mega Evolve your Venusaur and then walk it, so you wouldn't have to wait for the Mega Raids to come back in order to be, use a Mega Venusaur in the raids. 
In addition, they've given us something that I feel a lot of the criticism with Mega Evolutions overlook, but I personally am thankful was addressed. A benefit to Mega Evolving your Pokemon beyond just extra raid damage. In concept, the ability of having a Pokemon much more powerful, even temporarily, would justify the cost. However, there's a lot of limitations to Mega Evolution, including not being able to use them in GBL, that kind of restrict them into a use it during a raid, and that's the most optimum way to use it. But since you have to raid in order to get Mega Energy, it can seem counterintuitive. In fact, a lot of early criticism of the Mega system was the fact that you're pretty much just raiding to get energy to do more raids. And the fact that there wasn't practical use for Mega Evolved Pokemon beyond raiding defeated a lot of the purpose of doing raiding as is. Now though, when you Mega Evolve a Pokemon, not only does it get more powerful, not only does it give boost to the entire party that you're raiding with in a raid, as well as an additional boost if your Pokemon match up with the Mega Evolve Pokemon's type, you personally get a bonus outside of raids, where when you catch Pokemon that match up with that type, you get an extra candy. For example, if I were to catch Magmars on a Magmar Community Day while I had Mega Charizard, for example, not only would I, if there just so happened to be a Mega Venusaur or Obama Snow raid that I wanted to do, I would get some use out of that. All that other extra time where the Mega Evolution is just sitting around doing nothing wouldn't go completely to waste because I could get some extra candy while catching Magmars on Magmar Community Day. And personally, I think if Mega Evolutions had more bonuses than that, it would help take away the sting of how limited they are in the battling scene. Because a lot of people's criticism before was revolving around the fact that the time period that you had a Pokemon Mega Evolve was so short. Honestly, I kind of think of it the opposite, but for the same reasons that the pe other people think that it was too short. It kind of forced a situation where if you weren't doing multiple raids in a single day, or even within that limited time period, the rate, the Mega Evolution kind of felt like a waste. Giving an additional feature outside of battling for Mega Evolutions, like this bonus candy, is huge. Now you don't have to be a heavy spender. You can be a casual player of this game and still be able to get use out of your Mega Evolution. Even if you just do one raid off your free pass, you have an additional bonus with that Mega Evolved Pokemon. And especially with the newest update, where they increased the amount that Mega Evolution lasts from 4 hours to 8 hours... You could practically spend a whole day with that particular Pokemon. Definitely at least an entire outing. I ain't judging yet if you're going more than 8 hours to play Pokemon Go. But you, I think we can all agree that that's not the norm. And while I'm talking about little minor updates, I also want to mention the fact that the cap used to be 999 Mega Energy, and now it's all the way up to 2000. It may not have made sense at first, but then we started getting special research that just free Mega Energy at us. Like, all those sponsored events that just gave you Mega Charizard energy. If you were already doing Mega Charizard raids, because, like, I think another perk of Mega Evolutions that I forgot to mention, is it's as optimal of a way to shiny hunt as hunting for shiny legendaries was in the past. And honestly, just with how cool of a shiny Charizard is, I'll admit I may have done a few extra Mega Charizard raids than I needed to back in the day, just to see if I could get the Mega Charizard. Like, I got my Mega Blastoise, one either the first or second Mega Blastoise ended up being shiny for me, and that kind of just got me hooked to trying to get one that way for Charizard as well. Not really as relevant for me personally, now that we had Charmander Community Day, 
and I got that lucky trade that got me the 100% shiny lucky Charmander. But it was something that made me have an excess amount of Charizard candy to, or energy to the point where I don't really regret it. Especially when I'm just like getting that energy back having it as my buddy. Oh, and how could I forget the fact that you get an additional candy from every raid you do regardless of type. It seems insignificant and that's probably why I forgot about it. But considering that a lot of times you're raiding for more rare Pokemon that you don't frequently find in the wild like legendaries, every little candy adds up. So before I end off this editorial, I just want to do a quick recap of all the things that I find great about Mega Evolution and some things that I feel that Nana can still improve to make the system more appealing to more players. I think a big feature of the Mega Evolution system is that it's optional. Some people may consider this counterintuitive to the point of that's why they don't like it, but hear me out. You don't need a Mega Evolution to do a raid. If you have enough people, you can take care of any raid boss without need of Mega Evolving. However, with the updates to the rating system, there's now encouragement to do the raid quicker than possible. Maybe you don't need the extra time balls because you, all the Pokeballs, I mean Premier Balls, that you get from other bonuses, like the Best Buddy boost, give you more than what you need. But it is a perk nevertheless. So not only is the system there if you actually are in a situation where you have Mega Energy to burn, and you wouldn't mind defeating the raid boss a little bit faster, if not for additional bonuses for defeating the raid boss, then additional bonuses of just getting through the boss quicker so you can move on to the next one if you got a raid trade going or something. In addition to that though, you also got the factor that this is very useful for short manning raids. If you're in a situation where you're in a more rural area and just barely have enough people to do a raid, or you're just not feeling confident that you're gonna go through the raid, you or one of your friends can just pop a Mega Evolution to give yourself a significant boost, not only with a more powerful Pokemon, but with that Mega Evolution giving your team more damage as they attack, and even more so if you just, if you're able to line up the Mega Evolution with the weaknesses of the raid boss. And even if you don't line it up with the weaknesses, of the raid boss, that little boost that your entire raid party gets is still better than nothing. Like, there's times where I just, like, had to make a Charizard already make it evolve from a previous raid, and I go up to, like, a three-star raid, and I'm just like, why not? I'll just throw it, I'll just throw my Mega Charizard in real quick with the low and Raichu, just to give everyone a little boost. Raichu should hypothetically take it out real quickly anyways, because Charizard's weak to it, and that boost remains, so we can continue to use optimal Pokemon for the remainder of that raid boss. <laughs> In theory, not to call anyone else, but like, if just because I am not using super effective Pokemon on the raid boss, I at least have a reason to make a Pokemon. We can all like try to, the rest of us could at least try to use the ghost in the ground size, but <laughs> that's a tangent of itself. The, the whole point of that story though is that even if your the Pokemon you have Mega Evolve doesn't match up, it's still better than nothing. It's still giving the team a bit of a boost. So you don't really have to waste energy swapping from one Mega Evolution to another Mega Evolution in a single day. That's typically how I do it. Once I pick a Mega Evolution to Mega Evolve, 
unless I'm like super desperate and there's like multiple legendary Pokemon out at a single time. 99% of the time though, I just stick with that Mega Evolution until it runs out. And once I'm done with the raid or raids, I can just keep it as Mega Evolved, go along with my Pokemon Go adventure, and get a couple extra candies in the process. So that's a bit of a tangent to say that the fact that it's optional is actually a good thing because if legendary Pokemon or other raid bosses were so tough that you had to make evolve your Pokemon to use it, people would be complaining about the fact that the raid system was locked behind a pay-to-win system because Mega Evolutions were required. The fact that they're beneficial but optional makes them more appealing in my eyes. I love the fact that Mega Evolutions tie to your own Pokemon and is not like a legendary where you have to catch it. You have to just keep catching legendary Pokemon until you get one of the best IVs possible, and then power it up and use it. If you get the Mega Energy to Mega Evolve a Pokemon, you can just Mega Evolve your favorite one, or your best IV one, your most powerful one, and you're done. Like, you don't have to keep catching more Mega Evolution Pokemon just to power up the Mega. You can use the candies from your own Pokemon. The downside to the system is that it doesn't feel immediately as rewarding as doing a legendary raid, if only because of the fact you have to do multiple mega raids in order to get enough energy for a mega evolution, unless you get lucky enough and there's an event that lines up with the raid that gives you additional mega energy. And if that's the case, you don't really have to worry about how many mega raids you do anyways. I don't think the system needs to exactly be one-to-one, but I can see the sentiment. I can see why it would feel a little lacking when we're so used to doing a raid for a legendary Pokemon and instantly getting the gratification of having a legendary Pokemon compared to the Mega Raid system where you have to do at least three, sometimes even four, in order to complete enough raids to get the Mega Evolution, at least without outside factors like field research. Again, because of outside factors like field research and special research, it doesn't feel as bad anymore, but just if we're going to find ways to improve it. In addition, I'd love to see Niantic explore other options to make use of Mega Evolved Pokemon outside of battling. Obviously, I understand that if they don't want to add something that's game-breaking, but little things like giving us extra candy as we catch wild Pokemon that match up with the type, or while we're doing raids. Now that XL candy's in the system, maybe making XL candy a little more frequent, for Pokemon that match up with our Mega Evolve Pokemon's type could be a little bit little be a little bonus as well. Honestly kinda of blinking out on things, but I would love to see Nayak explore additional options. And while I'm talking about feedback, I might as well just throw in there. I love the fact that Shadow Pokemon can't Mega Evolve, because they're already kinda of busted with their attack boost in the raid scene. Keeping the two separate like this allows for non Shadow Pokemon and Purified Pokemon more specifically to have a place to shine. In fact, I wouldn't mind if, like, Niantic explored the option to give us a little discount for a purified Pokemon. Because, again, like, we always use more things to help give purified Pokemon a little more purpose in this meta. Especially if they want to keep Shadow Pokemon as, like, the glass cannons of the game. Having them be the budget option, or the budget alternative, is better than nothing. But if we're going to stick to that route, I wouldn't mind Niantic exploring more options to give us a bang for our buck if we choose to purify a Shadow Pokemon. And that's it. Uh, sorry if I came off a bit too much of a Mega Evolution apologist in here, but I do think that it's an underrated system, and I'm just a little concerned that a lot of people are so quick to push it aside because of how it used to be 
previously. Gonna bite my tongue in voicing bad, but it's definitely been better now than it used to be. With the system being out for a few months as is and how much this is all evolved already, I'm curious to see how they explore Mega Evolutions in the future. I'm kinda excited if the rumors are gonna be true of what the next Mega Evolved Pokemon's gonna be as I'm recording this in early January. Really hoping that is my boy. Cause if so, he's gonna be my buddy forever and I'm gonna do all the Mega Raids. I'm just gonna be upfront with you all. Hey, is Jackie Keeper on this doesn't pass? And spoiler alert, it indeed was Mega Ampharos, like people were speculating, because data mining exists, and data mining exploits, or spoils everything in this game. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, 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 I almost forgot a couple underrated, not really talk too much systems or features of Mega Rays that are kind of useful. It's a fun way to shiny hunt. Mining, like, uh, fully evolved starters aren't as exciting as Shiny Hunt as it used to be, cause, like, Community Day's given us better moves that they can't get from a raid, but, like, like I was saying with the Chinese Charizard story, it is a nice option. It gives us something else out of the Mega Raid. It's also a nice source of Pinat Berries. I noticed that usually, they kinda change it, but early on, do you, instead of getting Golden Raspberries from completing a Mega Raid, you would get Silver Pinat Berries, which I personally find more valuable, because even though Golden Raz are more effective with catching Pokemon, the side effect with Silver Pinup, especially after the boost of it giving you additional candy compared to a normal Pinup Berry, is they're just great items. And I kind of wish we got them at the same rate from Omega Raid as Golden Raspberries come out from a Tier 5 Raid. I think that alone would help push the Mega Raid system. I believe you still get Silver Pinup Berries from Mega Raids, but I don't think it's guaranteed. Like, I feel like I've seen Golden Raspberries pop up while doing a Mega Evolution Raid. I don't have those sources right handy, so I don't know for sure exactly how that changed, if it changed at all. But it's just something to keep in mind. Okay. <laughs> I think I extended this podcast long enough. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, if you have your own feedback on Mega Evolutions you wish to share, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, at JacketStuff. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. And while it's in major need of an update... I do have a website that has a live feed of all my updates relating to the content I create. and has different sections for various content I've created. So if you go to the Pokemon Go podcast section, you can find links to iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever platform you want to listen to this on. And unfortunately, I should say now, I did cancel my pro benefits, so I can only have like maybe four podcasts up at a time. But all the podcasts I do are archived on the YouTube channel in the Pokemon Go Fireside Chat playlist. If I remember to include in the show notes, you can just check that out to check out the archive of editorials and similar content that I've made. So until next week, take care. Mm-hmm.